Are you a mom or a mom-to-be looking for tips to make wearing your mom hat a little easier? Hoping to become as smart about motherhood as you can be? Then you've found the podcast that leaves you a little smarter than before every time you listen to one of our expert guests. I'm cognitive psychologist and child development specialist, Dr. Amy Moore. Join us on a quest to becoming a brainy mom. Hi, and welcome to this episode of Brainy Moms, brought to you today by LearningRx Brain Training Centers. I'm your host, Dr. Amy Moore, coming to you today from Colorado Springs, Colorado. And I am joined by my co-host, coming to us from Stanton, Virginia, Sandy Zamalis. Sandy and I are so excited to welcome our guest today, Dr. Tamara Beckford. Dr. Beckford is a wife, mom, board-certified emergency physician, and CEO of You Are Caring Docs and You Are Caring Society, where she helps busy professional women put their wellness first without guilt. Dr. Beckford has spoken about the importance of self-care on many platforms and is the host of the Dr. Tamara Beckford Show, where she has interviewed over 150 doctors about self-care and wellness. She Mm -hmm. is here today to talk to us about why self-care is not selfish. Welcome, Dr. Beckford. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, ladies. I'm so excited to be on your show today. (laughs) Self-care is a topic that is so important for busy moms, but it can Mm -hmm. be a little bit controversial, (laughs) especially Mm -hmm. when you individualize what self-care looks like for you. But before we dig in, give our listeners a little bit about your background and how you ended up doing what you do. Absolutely. So as you lovely ladies mentioned, I'm Dr. Tamara Beckford, and I'm a board certified emergency physician. I am working out of Houston, Texas. So within the last, uh, I'd say, practicing now for almost like 14 years, um, there's this little thing that occurred over the last two and a half years is called a pandemic. It's just this minor interruption that occurred in our lives, if you remember, (laughs) just this minor thing. (laughs) But during that time, I recognized that I was really living on autopilot during those first 10 or so years of, um, at that point, uh, working as an ER doc, you know, career mom, wife, as a mom at that time, during the latter half, my kids are very, very young. During the pandemic, when it started, my son, I had a one and a half year old and a three year old. Now, my stress level was really up to the hill. And I think that it was just normal stress. And then the pandemic came and I had to make that decision. Am I just going to continue being stressed out and being anxious and worrying consistently because that's where we were? Or was I going to try to make a different decision? So I think my body and my mind decided like, you know what? No, we're not going this route. We're already too stressed out. So I noticed that I started doing things a little bit different. And that as I looked at myself and then I looked at my colleagues, I noticed that we had two different ways of approaching life. Our um, attitudes at work were different. Um, Our stress levels were different. And I started to wonder, well, why was that? And I realized it was because I started to incorporate self-care. So these are some of the techniques that I um, incorporated in myself. And 
as I looked and noticed that, so did others. My medical director, he said, hey, you know, um, you're fair enough a little bit different than your colleagues. And I'm like, yeah. My colleagues were saying, hey, you know, you're so zen. Are you practicing? You must be practicing what you preach. I said, I absolutely am. And so that's when I realized, like, wow, the power of self-care. You know, it's not just something that we do so that we can feel great. It really is a superpower that we need to tap into so that we can continue to do all the wonderful things that we do with all this grace and, you know, and feel as best as we can for most of the time, because it's not possible to feel great all the time. And we acknowledge that. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. All right. So let's talk about some basics, right? Yes. We hear this term self-care all the time. Mm -hmm. And I know for me, sometimes it creates this visceral response, right? Oh, yes. so it's like, well, what do you do for self-care? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> like, asking me that. <laughs> and I'm like, I get my nails done. That's all I need. So I love it. So talk to us a little bit about what that term self-care really means. Absolutely. And I love that you used that example of the visceral nail salon slash. No, I'm not going to the spa. Oh my gosh. No, I'm not making 5 million appointments to go get my hair done in the name of self-care, right? So self-care really is incorporating all the activities that you used to do for yourself to align your mind, your body, and your spirit that you might have lost during this time where you're now riddled with titles. You're a career woman. You're a mom. You're a wife. But who is Amy? You know, what did Amy like to do before she became Dr. Amy? You know, what did Sandy like to do before all of these titles came around? What did Tamara like to do? If we really look at ourselves, we got lost in the sauce. So what I use when I talk about self-care is really bringing back the essence that is the time that you use for yourself to make you feel at peace and to bring back that you when you were younger, when you had all the freedom, no responsibilities, you know, when you were just at your most happiest mo moment in time or you were just at peace. That's what self-care is. It's not really nails. For some people it is, but right. for most well, of us, it's not. That's a really broad <laughs> definition for mm -hmm. sure. I mean, because what brings you peace might not be what brings me peace. Ah. What you joy might not be what brings me joy. What you miss before you had all these titles might not mm -hmm. be what I miss, right? And so that, gosh, I feel like just that simple explanation takes so much pressure off mm -hmm. the idea that, I need to be doing something for self-care as opposed yes. to what do I need to put back in my life that I miss? Exactly. That and that's, that's it. What do I bring back mm. versus what do I have to do? Because if for me, that same visceral response that you have, having to have something every two weeks, I have to go and get my nails done every two. Like that's not self-care for me. That is stress for me. Now, being able to say, okay, I'm going to take 20 minutes to myself every morning to just do something that I love. You know what? There's this really great book that I love, and it just brings me peace to just 
read it really quickly before the rest of the world starts attacking me and asking me for everything. That's self-care. Mm. You know? So it, it really be it really, like you said, bringing back versus taking away. We're we're getting taken from consistently. So what can we bring back to ourselves? So we don't have to add any new routines or morning journaling. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the, that morning journaling, and that's the beauty of self care. I love that you say that. Like, so I could say, like, Sandy, um, <clears throat> have you journaled for your self care? Uh, if journaling is bringing you stress, the answer is no. <laughs> Definitely. You know, the answer is no. If it's uh, like podcasting, if we're listening to a wonderful podcast that just really brings you peace, then that answer is yes. That's my, that's what I'm doing for self-care. Like, you know, self-care is an alignment, alignment of your mind, your body, and your spirit. It's not an antagonistic pull of what someone else likes to do. I mean, you test it out, you don't like it. Guess what? That's not for you. (laughs) Right. that's it. So what is supposed to be bringing you peace? So what brings you peace? What makes you feel more at ease? It could be something that you add to your routine that you've never thought about, that you tried and you're like, wow, I really like this and I feel great doing it. But it also could be something that you used to do that you miss doing because you didn't have the time. And so you're bringing it back and you're making that time for yourself. And it's individualized. Self-care is very individualized. I love love the freedom that that gives us Mm -hmm. um, to define it and not feel guilty about how we define it. And so joke, if you (laughs) listeners hear me talk about coffee on every single episode. (laughs) And so I occasionally I go, well, maybe I need to give up my afternoon latte. I'm like, no, that is my form of self-care. Absolutely. Have that because the smell brings mm-hmm. me joy. The tactile experience of holding that warm cup brings me peace and comfort. It's relaxing. I love the taste. That to me is a form of self-care. It is. Once I defined it that way, I stopped feeling guilty about it. Absolutely. And it brings about all the hormones that are uh, um, associated with self-care, right? You have that anticipatory hormone, you have that bonding period, you have that reward. And, you know, and you're probably at peace, because the way you've described how you're having that afternoon espresso or your afternoon coffee, it sounds like you're taking some time to yourself to just enjoy it. Absolutely. You know, you're not scarfing it down. And right. doing, I'm not doing espresso shots. shots. Yeah, you're really just. And so I bet you that there's so many things physiologically within your body. Your heart rate's probably gone down. Your cortisol level has gone down. Your tension, your shoulders are probably nice and relaxed. Your body's in a relaxed pose. And then your mind is either empty or thinking about something that's pleasurable, that's releasing more pleasurable hormones in your body. That's self-care. That's just similar to that person who is sitting and meditating and taking that breath down. Now, rest assured, yes, you might have some of your listeners who are like, well, coffee, it's a stimulant. and Yes, we understand. Whatever. But... <laughs> 
<laughs> but it's the act of the the act of everything that goes along with it that brings you peace. Like, why would we want to take that away? Right? Yes. So I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna take this clip of, of mm-hmm. what you just said, and I'm gonna actually share it with my physician. Mm-hmm. And I'm just gonna say, well, Dr. Tamara Beckford said that this is an appropriate form of self-care self-care because that's how I'm defining it. And listen to the mm-hmm. physiological benefits that, that you're I'm getting, getting <laughs> from this. So in all seriousness, speaking of mm-hmm. benefits, talk mm-hmm. to our listeners about what are the benefits of of self-care. Uh, yes. Oh man, there's so many great benefits. So, you know, the health, of course, or we'll talk about the health. Yeah, I'm a doctor. Okay, I'll go back. <laughs> so there's so many great health benefits of um self-care. Now, one of um the aspects of life that we talked about and even I mentioned is the cortisol level that is consistently being um level is high because they're consistently producing a lot of cortisol within our bodies right and that's one of our stress hormones so you're under a lot of stress i'm under a lot of stress you know i work in the er i'm pretty sure if you were to draw my cortisol and check my cortisol level it's, it's consistently high so to have Something that brings me joy, that brings me peace, that helps to really relax me, that's a healthy way of bringing the cortisol levels down. Now, why is this important? The cortisol level is your stress hormone. There are a lot of things that it, um, parts of our bodies that it affects, right? Now, you're supposed to just really have that stress hormone when that tiger is coming after you. Um, if you guys are watching, there isn't really a tiger behind me. And therefore, I don't really need that stress hormone to be there because I don't need the extra energy to run away from a tiger. But this way life is, we have now incorporated that as just it's now a part of physiologically that we're releasing it from our day to day. And our bodies can't tell like, okay, we need to slow this down. So we need to have periods in our lives that we can really have these hormone levels slow down. And in doing so, we have to try to do it physiologically, right? By have working on our stress, our persistently high stress lives. And that's important. Um, high blood pressure, reducing the stress, reduces your pressure. Um, reduce the cortisol, breaks down into steroid. It, it is a steroid, high sugar consistently in the body. Um, it causes issues with weight gain. Um, yeah. So there are just so many of that physiological issue. Now, benefits of... Um, well, let me stop you right there. So for sure. listeners, this is a term that you might um, relate to. What Dr. Tamara Beckford is saying is mm-hmm. that you are stuck in the fight or flight response yes. all day yes. when you are living a stressful life consistently stressful life yeah and so that fight or flight response you're there you're consistently just releasing that hormone that is supposed to be released in a short burst to help you get away from that tiger which is what our physio but you're living that stressful life so the hormone is just consistently being released so you're not getting a burst. It's just consistently being released. And that's not good for us. So with you incorporating self-care, incorporating ways to reduce your stress, you can now tell the body, I'm not under stress. 
So the body will say, oh, I don't need to release this excessive hormone. So that's a great way. Now, there are also benefits, which is sleep. Sleep is such a huge benefit um, within our body. So we know that a great part of self-care is getting great sleep. Now, I know we have some people out there like, yeah, three hours is all I need. Um, no, thank you. <laughs> Not your body is like, oh, Lord, there we go again, depriving me of stress and the um, depriving me of sleep. Pardon me. But there are just so many benefits of sleep, which is a great part of self-care. Now, sleep is a restorative portion of our body, right? It's our rest and reset button. So our cells, they need to reset. They have to do their housekeeping, you know, get rid of all the old and dead portions and then to restore this new lovely portion, which is why people get rest, look so great and have great skin. I mean, why do you think you're putting on your retinol at night? You think we're putting on, come on, ladies. Do you think that they're putting on their retinol in the daytime? No, we're putting it on at night to restore ourselves. So that's the importance of sleep. Plus our bodies, um, another important um, aspect of sleep is to deal with our hunger hormones. So, you know, our body goes and it knows, okay, let me reset this pattern. And therefore, if we're up all night, you notice that your body's just like, okay, well, um, let's just keep snacking. Right. So but when you get some rest, then the the hunger hormones gets to be reduced. And that, of course, will help with not just weight loss. That's important, but it just helps with our healthy body and our our hunger and our cravings, period. So that's another importance of self-care, right? Rest sleeping and you notice we haven't even spoken about the salon and we haven't spoken about the nail shop we just spoke about rest and sleeping and reducing our stress so another great importance of self-care is um community and that's something that i love and a lot of times when we think about self-care we're not thinking about community but community is a great part of self-care how think about it ladies like when you have set up to hang out with people you love hanging out with. Think about how you feel when that time is coming up. You're like, okay, well, we're having ladies night or we're all meeting here. We're all gathering out. You have that lovely anticipatory hormones. When you go out, you're laughing. You're releasing additional sets of hormones. You're bonding, which is another set of hormones. And then when you go home, you anticipate another time to be able to meet up with these people. That's another portion of self-care. And, you know, so hanging out or being around like-minded people who brings you joy, that's the alignment of spirits that I love to talk about incorporating in self-care. So these are just really simple ways. Now, and these are different ways to think about self-care, right? Absolutely. We talked about the salon. <laughs> All right. It doesn't feel selfish. If you exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I love that you brought up that community piece. Um, I I feel completely relaxed and fulfilled by having lunch with my husband after church. Mm-hmm. Right? Like if he says to me, let's go to lunch, just the two of us. To me, I feel like that is a form of self-care, taking Absolutely. that time to mm-hmm. nurture that relationship. Absolutely. Right. That sense of connection. Um, and then if we go shopping and he buys me stuff afterwards, then that's about I mean, like that's like the ultimate care. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
But it's just really, but when you think about it, these are short bursts, little things that you can do that has big effect on the way you feel and um, just the way that you approach life, right? But they're just very small things. And all of this is individualized. Like for you, you mentioned it. I love, you know, going after church and having lunch with my husband. Someone else, it might be like, oh my gosh, I love having game game night with my blank blank. You know, there are times that we come together with laughter or even just connectivity. The whole point is that oxytocin release is that bonding it's a bonding hormone you know that's the same hormone that bonds mother to child and a lot of times we think like that's it but our body still has a hormone it didn't like okay let me flip that switch off thank you guys your kids are not grown (laughs) the hormone is still within the body so when you connect with someone and I always say that hormone the connectivity you could connect with the wrong person, or you connect with the right person, but it's going to release. So, you know, you choose who you want to be around. Yeah. So when you're around someone consistently, you find that you start to bond with them. That's that hormone that's connecting you and having you bond. So if you're bonding with people who bring you peace and makes you feel happy, like I do, I have that set of people in my life that every Wednesday, Wednesdays are my hardest days. Like ladies, Wednesdays are my hardest days, but yet still it's the most fulfilling day because I get to connect with others who are like-minded. So as much as it's a hard day that had I not have this schedule to connect with these people, I would probably be stressed out because after my, then my periods, I'm just relaxed. And then I go about the rest of my week. It's as if like, it's a short burst of my espresso in the middle of the week. I love that. I read this study once. It's been forever ago, mm-hmm. but it was something like if you sit arm to arm, like mm-hmm. flesh to flesh um, mm-hmm. for 10 minutes with someone that you care about, that mm-hmm. it lowers cortisol levels and releases oxytocin. Yes. And so the I believe act it. of sitting on a couch next to someone you like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and if you really think about it, There are a lot of times, which is why the hormone is so powerful. And I said, you know, you're going to bond irrespective, right? When you are really, there's how many times have we read studies, even when it comes to like intimacy, like you just even just need to be there. Just the skin, the skin is a powerful organ that we, that we really don't like take into account how powerful it is because they're just like, yeah, I me. Oh, I have a wrinkle. But there are just so many other things that's out there. I mean, when we think about just from birth to mom to baby, you know, when you have your baby and you put your baby on your chest, skin to skin, immediately hormones are released. For the woman, your breast is filled with milk just from that skin to skin. Now, when you move beyond that, and, and then you're also having that that release of the oxytocin, that bonding. When you're, like you mentioned, beside someone that you care about, you're not even talking. You're not even having a conversation. You're just there. And I mean, for a lot of us who've had, like, you know, I'm here with my husband. I've done that sometimes. And I just feel happy. <laughs> you're like, and just at peace. Yeah. And so if you have that person that you love, you know, it's there. Even if you do it with your child, it's the same thing. 
you know? Well, it's good for them too. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah they get that bonding and, and they, that hormone is there and, you know, and then they, you can just see that they just feel loved and you haven't said anything. Yeah. So this, imagine just using this thing. I mean, it's such a powerful hormone, so it doesn't have to be with a loved one. The same hormone is exuded when you're there connected with people you care about, such as your friends, like a really great friend that you just love spending time with, you know, it, it, the, the hormones are just as powerful then. Do you feel like this is a harder concept for uh, moms who have uh, a professional day-to-day job like yourself or stay-at-home moms, or is it kind of equally balanced between um, both groups um, in terms of figuring out, you know, the self-care fit into my day-to-day and am I taking that time to make sure that um, I'm lowering those cortisol levels and taking time for myself? I think that's a great question. And I think it's hard for all of us. I think it's hard for stay at home. And I think it's hard for career moms. And I do want to make sure that you guys, this is not a hormone (laughs) release podcast. (laughs) (laughs) But um, I think it's hard for both. Because by nature, we are riddled with guilt, no matter what we do. We feel riddled with guilt when we stay at home to take care of our children. We feel like we need to be the best fill in the blank at home. Like, you know, the best homemaker. My house has to be spotless. I am at home. Therefore, you know, everything that I need to do needs to tend to my child or to my spouse or to this person. So you're being pulled, 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 right? The person who is the career woman, the same thing. I need to be the best in my career. And when I get home, I need to be as much as I can. Even if you do um, have, you know, help in other aspects of your life, you're still riddled with guilt that I spend too much time away from my child. Will my child love me? Am I spending enough time with my spouse? And a lot of this, you're worried about a lot of external factors. So both stay-at-home moms and career women and moms are having this external factors that you're worrying about. Now, putting themselves first is such a challenging concept because it's like, well, once I have my child, I'm no longer first. My child is first. Um, No, your child can't be first because if you are not there, what's going to happen to the child? You have to be first. You know, it is a, the old adage that we hear about on the airplane about putting the oxygen mask on yourself because your child will be happier having a mom that's there and present physically, emotionally, and spiritually than to have a mom that's there present physically and everything else is gone, right? So when you incorporate these small forms of self-care that we talk about here, you have filled your cup. Your cup is full, is overflowing, and all that overflow you have to give to everyone else. And you'll never feel as if you'll have to be riddled with guilt. You never feel doubt. You'll never feel that I'll have to um, sit and worry about if my child is going to care. Your 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 child know that you that you love them. Your family knows that you love them. You're able to give everything to them and you have no guilt because your cup is still full 
You know, you're given that overflow and that overflow, once you're able to give that overflow and consistently give it over and over, you're happy, you're at your best, you're consistently at your best. So that's the way that we really have to look at this. We have to change the narrative in our and change the viewpoint that we have in our mind that I'll give it once, once I've done everything else, whatever I left over. No, you're giving all everything else after you filled yourself. So how do you start? <laughs> it <laughs> like starts what by you give yourself and that we're, you know, what's a baby step to get. So to a that? baby step that I always say is really look at first, it's, it's going to require a little bit of time and it requires of you thinking about what it, what it is. It goes back to the beginning of what we talked about. What is it that you like to do? What have you removed from your life that you really like, that you can bring back, you know? So, and it doesn't have to be huge. Like some people might be like, I loved to travel. And so, I mean, if you're stressed out, who wants to put together a vacation? That's just going to add stress, right? But what is it that you liked to do? Is it, if that, is it just that you want to start maybe looking at places that you will eventually want to go to, or even listening podcasts and, you know, small steps? Is it, I love this particular type of food. Oh, you know what? I'm going to take myself to this particular type of place, but it's a me date. And no, you can't come along. Thank you for asking. <laughs> But, you know, <laughs> but it's really, I would show that mine is the Mexican. <laughs> yes, exactly. And and sit and you know, if you drink, sit there, enjoy the meal in the middle of the day, have your margarita, and you know, just make sure you're not drunk. Because and if you are, you, you Uber back. But but it's just latte. Really, or your latte in the middle of the right. day and really just sit. This is my latte. I'm holding. Um, position. Is this how you hold your latte? <laughs> um, yeah, like this. See, okay, I was a little. My hands were a little closer. <laughs> but it's really just taking. What are those little steps that you have to just give yourself a little bit of peace? What is it that you can sit and think about? Man, I used to love doing this, and I haven't done this in so long. Fiction. I used to love reading romance novels. And oh my gosh, all I'm reading are her ABC books. And oh my gosh, if I see another Coco Melon thing, I'm going to go crazy. <laughs> so why don't I take that time out and get a book? And I'm going to give myself 20 minutes of just like immersing into this fiction or this romance novel. And 20 minutes a day is all I need for myself. It, re- it does wonders. Yeah. So I had this aha moment while you were talking a couple of minutes ago mm-hmm. um, about um, moms need to stop feeling guilty that they can't pour from an empty cup, that they have to take care of themselves first. Mm-hmm. And if we choose not to, mm-hmm. if we choose to continue the rat race that we're living and working and momming in mm-hmm. without caring for ourselves, what example are we setting what message are we sending to our children mm-hmm. about how moms should be yes oh moms have to go 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 and never care about themselves mm-hmm. right moms give and give and give but can never take 
Mm-hmm. Right? What message are we sending that we're just going to perpetuate the next Another generation cycle. living in that constant fight or flight <laughs> stage? Right? Absolutely. Like we're creating more problems. Yes. Then we're solving. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, it's very powerful when you look at it that way. And because if we look at ourselves and we look at our generation before us and we compare ourselves to that generation, and that's our benchmark as to what we consider a great XYZ, like, oh my gosh, if we even think about us, like, you know, we had, some of us had moms who were stay-at-home moms, and then some of us had moms who were career moms, right? And for those of us who might have had stay-at-home moms who were just really good and super organized, but we're career-driven women, we now compare ourselves at home to our moms. So if our house isn't spick and span, you know, like how mom used to do it, But we're trying to do that and be career and we consider ourselves failure, right? Because we feel like we need to do everything that mom used to do at home because that's what we saw. And so that's the cycle that we're doing. And we're adding what we're doing at work and trying to do everything that mom did at home. So now if we are now in this cycle that we're just doing that and we're burning ourselves out consistently in front of our kids, our kids are using us as the template, just like we used our parents as our template. So it's so important for us to learn how to break that cycle and let us, our children know that, no, it's important to stop, take a break and to pour into yourselves. And it's not selfish to do that. Love that. All right. So we need to take a break and uh, let Sandy read a word from our sponsor. Um, And then when we come back, we want to hear about your show and um, the other resources that you have available uh, for listeners who might want to learn more from you. Absolutely. Are you concerned about your child's reading or spelling performance? Are you worried your child's reading curriculum isn't thorough enough? Well, most learning struggles aren't the result of poor curriculum or instruction. They're typically caused by having cognitive skills that need to be strengthened. Skills like auditory processing, memory, and processing speed. LearningRx one-on-one brain training and structured literacy programs are designed to target and strengthen the skills that we rely on for reading, spelling, writing, and learning. LearningRx can help you identify which skills may be keeping your child from performing their best. The LearningRx team would like to help you get your child on the path to a brighter and more confident future. Join the growing list of more than 100,000 children and adults trained at LearningRx Give LearningRx a call at 866-BRAIN-01 or visit learningrx.com. That's learningrx.com. And we're back talking to Dr. Tamara Beckford about the importance of self-care and how it is not selfish. Absolutely. Tell us about the Tamara Beckford show. So I do myself have a podcast called the Dr. Tamar Beckford show. So on my show, I get to highlight amazing physicians who are doing wonderful things inside and outside of clinical medicine. So if you're interested and you're, you know, you're, I have 
a wonderful library of um, physician um, podcasts. I've interviewed over 150 of my colleagues, and they're all available on my Your Caring Docs um, website, which you were mentioning. So um, it's U-R-C-A-R-I-N-G-D-O-C-S.com. If you hit the podcast list and you'll see all their beautiful faces and you can click listen and you know you'll see the different topics amazing so many of them I was impressed with (laughs) we've interviewed a couple of them and we have another one coming up next week so yes absolutely yes no they're very very like fantastic people amazing amazing I love hearing their stories and I love showing and highlighting the different facets of things that we're doing outside of our clinical medicine you know things like this like me talking about self-care and you're like what you're an ER doc I know I know in between that there's something important too which is self-care well other ways you are allowed to know more than one thing (laughs) (laughs) exactly yeah what other ways can listeners connect with you Dr. Beckford so they can um, connect with me through LinkedIn. I am Tamara Beckford, MD on LinkedIn. There you'll be able to see me live every Thursday at it's 12 Central. I have a live interview and that's where my podcast um, is highlighted. So if you want to jump on live and, you know, go in the chat so I can give you a quick shout out during the show, then you can do that there. And then you can always um, go to my main website. Like I said, yourcaringdocs.com. I have a free download <laughs> there if you want to. Hey, where do I start this four week journey into self care? Part of it does say journaling, Sandy, but you can choose if you want to or not. It's just, these are just, ideas they're not mandatory <laughs> sandy's like i'm out i'm out <laughs> well, going along until <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i love it and then for anyone else who wants to connect with me you can connect with me on facebook at tamara beckford or you can do so at your karen docs on instagram <laughs> i'd love to connect with you all excellent is there anything you haven't gotten to say today that you would like to leave our listeners with Um, I really want to highlight that, you know, busy moms, we understand, we hear you, we see you, Um, you're doing your best. And don't ever forget that. And, you know, never let anyone try to riddle you with guilt for you taking time out to build yourself so that you can give your best to everyone else. That's okay. Don't feel guilty. And that's the importance of your self-care. You need to give to yourself also. That's a great sound bite. You can have it. (laughs) All right. So we're out of time and need to wrap up. But this has been a fantastic, really eye-opening and important conversation that we've had today. We would like to thank you, Dr. Tamara Beckford, for joining us for sharing your wisdom and your tips and a unique way Mm -hmm. um, of looking at the importance of self-care and teaching us and our listeners that we don't have to feel guilty about taking time um, to renew and refresh ourselves. Absolutely. So if you would like more information about Dr. Bedford's work, her website is Your Caring Docs. That's you are caringdocs, D-O-C-S dot com. You can find her on Facebook and Instagram at Your Caring Docs. And we'll put all of her links and handles, the ones that she mentioned as well in the show notes so -hmm. that you can find her and all of her amazing interviews and even um, go on the journey that she suggested um, as Mm -hmm. well, journaling or not. 
So thank you so much for listening today. If you like us, please follow us on social media. We are on every platform at The Brainy Moms. If you liked our show today or any day, we would love it if you would leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to our show. If you would rather watch us, you and about seven other people can see us (laughs) on video. (laughs) I'd like to say it that way because most people listen. Um, I know. But we are on YouTube for those of you who want to watch. Um, If you would like to be on our show or suggest a topic or guest for our show, you can email me directly at dramy at learningrx.com or visit brainymoms.co. So look, until next time, we know that you're busy moms and we're busy moms. So we're out. Have a great week. Bye.